Welcome to BDO Talks ERISA, a monthly podcast from BDO's ERISA Center of Excellence. Each month, we will be talking best practices around all things ERISA, how to avoid common compliance issues, how to navigate the tricky ins and outs of ERISA's fiduciary provisions, and discussing our own experiences working for BDO's ERISA Services Group and the insights we share through the ERISA Center of Excellence. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Let's get started. Welcome to BDO Talks ERISA. I'm Beth Garner, National Practice Leader for our Employee Benefit Plan Audit Group and a partner here at BDO. This podcast is an actual extension of the services that we offer through our BDO's ERISA Center of Excellence. We decided to develop the podcast to expand on topics and issues that we bring to you through our social media postings on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, and of course, our quarterly ERISA Roundup. You know, the goal of our Center of Excellence is to truly help any plan sponsor and anyone charged with governance of their retirement plan with up-to-date information on what is going on in the industry. We know these professionals certainly wear many hats within the organization, and our Center of Excellence can be a place to quickly get up-to-date information, you know, to help them with their responsibilities. Joining me on the podcast today is one of my co-hosts, Joanne Zupka. And, you know, we're actually glad Joanne could join us today. She is in the middle of a major snowstorm, and we didn't know if she's going to be able to keep power. Thank you very much, Beth. I've got power right now, and the snow is coming down. I guess it really is winter, and uh, I'm looking forward to after a little, little later this evening, uh, starting up the snowblower and uh, getting rid of some of the snow. Okay, so with my little southern accent, we all know that I'm obviously not in the north. <laughs> Definitely in the south, and it is 40 degrees here, and you people can have this weather. It is yeah. not for me. Yep, we are definitely below 32, and with the wind chill, we are in the teens. You can have it. <laughs> well, we have a pretty awesome guest with us today. Aaron is joining us today to discuss a new auditing standard. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> exactly. So she joined BDO through an expansion this past year uh, in, our, in Denver, Colorado. We quickly realized Erin loves all things ERISA like us, so we let her join the nerdy group, the EBP group. She has over 16 years of accounting experience where she has concentrated in the EBP space. She regularly speaks at the AICPA Employee Benefit Plan Annual Conference, Finance Executives International, and has led several webinars and currently serves on the AICPA Employee Benefit Plan Expert Panel. Erin, thank you for joining us today. So, we have a rule that um, introduce yourself, maybe add a little color to your professional career, but you have to share something personal about yourself. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Um, well, thanks for having me. Uh, it's true, I love all things Arissa. Um, very excited to be part of BDO now, joining the group. Everyone there is great to work with. The resources are amazing. It's been a great experience so far. Uh, six months in, if even. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. Like <laughs> but yeah, out here in Denver, um, where everyone thinks that it snows nonstop and it's freezing cold, it is almost 60 degrees right now, sunny, warm. 
no snow on the ground. I know. Originally from the Mid-Atlantic region, so Maryland area where I think they're getting the same store. So feeling very grateful not to be there right now. So I think everything's covered in ice according to my family. Yeah, let's see. Something personal. Um, I am really involved in the local community in Denver, currently on the board of Florence Crittenden Services that serves uh, teen moms and their kids. Um, and other than that right now, I have a four-year-old who is the most exhausting child I could ever imagine. She goes at 11 out of 10 all day, every day. Um, and in a couple weeks, we're uh, gonna learn how to ski together. Neither of us have skied, and I'm pretty sure I might break a bone and she will fall and bounce back with her little rubber bones. You know, um, I've been on the phone with you, you know, full disclosure, and she's been in the background and I absolutely adore to hear that voice. Um, because, you know, I have 14 year old boys that you know grunt at this point, And so it's not a full conversation. But I fully believe she's going to be a boss. She's oh. going to she's going to be a leader. And I love that about her. Today was her first day of pre-K and her job, I think she probably took, was teacher's helper. And I already got a video of her leading the Pledge of Allegiance in her new room on the first day. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> well. It sounds like she's going to keep you on your toes and much success on learning how um, to ski in the upcoming weeks. Um, as we talk about kind of fun things to do in the winter, let's turn it over to a nice fun auditing topic. <laughs> the big nerds that we are. So back in 2019, the Accounting Standards Board issued SAS 136. So let me stop right there because we got an acronym for everything and let me tell you what SAS stands for. It's Statement on Auditing Standards. This means as auditors, we have a new rule that we must follow for the plan audits. Don't you just love it? So, you know, back in 2019 when this rule was issued, the rule was to be adopted this year, but you know, everything COVID because we can't have a conversation without that word coming up, right? A delay has been granted until next year. However, our firm was already adopting other auditing standards within the suite of these new SASs that were being, um, you know, issued. So we decided, hey, you know, we might as well continue to fully adopt this standard as well. Don't we just all love more change on top of change? Can't. Yes, that is how we work in the accounting profession, right? I mean, so if you're not an auditor and you're thinking, what in the world does this auditing standard have to do with my employee benefit plan audit. I mean, more change. I'm already working from home. I'm a part-time teacher. Uh, I'm cooking. I mean, I'm doing everything. Now I've got a new SAS and what this, what is this going to mean to me? Well, okay. So I just realized we didn't even tell the title of the auditing standards and we're just rattling on. So let's get back to that. So the title is forming an opinion and reporting on financial statements of employee benefit plans subject to ERISA. So basically, this new standard outlines some new definitions in the benefit plan auditing world and clearly outlines the auditor's responsibilities with, with respect to these audits. 
Let me tell you, there's a lot in this rule, so we're going to you know, start discussing some of the finer points. And let me say, there is quite a bit of material in this auditing standard, so we'll touch on some of the definitions and what those charged with governance will see at the beginning, and probably we'll do another podcast on some of the remaining items. All right, let's get going. Erin, great to have you with us today, and so why don't you kind of outline which plans this new auditing standard applies to? Yeah, so as the standard states, it applies to plans subject to ERISA, and that includes single employer, multiple employer, and multi-employer plans that are subject to ERISA. So any plans not subject to ERISA are not covered by this standard. And if you're curious if your plan's subject to ERISA, gut check, if you file a 5500, it's an ERISA plan. Yeah, you'd be amazed at some of the questions we get. So that is a very good tip of a gut check right there. So, you know, so the audit profession, we have been performing limited scope audits for many, many years. This standard outlines a new name for this audit. Can you tell us a little bit about that and why in the world did the profession as a whole think, you know, we needed to change all this? Yeah, that's a really great question. So limited scope audit um, used to be performed and we would uh, not audit the investment and investment income if they were certified by a qualified institution and the plan sponsor elected to have this audit performed. And really, if you read the auditor's report, it sounded like we didn't do any work. So it basically said, we're disclaiming an opinion, we got this certification, and we're done. Oh, and there's these supplemental schedules that maybe we, we looked at and made sure they look, they look like they're in the right format. And it didn't make it sound like we did any work. And so as a profession, we thought, maybe our auditor's report should reflect the actual work that we're doing. So we have this new standard. And with that, we have a new audit scope called an ERISA section 103A3C, um, which replaces the limited scope audit. The new audit opinion will include descriptions of what we did audit, what our responsibilities were over the audit and the financial statement, management's responsibilities, um, and completely replace that limited scope. So we shouldn't use that term anymore. And I'll right. say it again, ERISA section 103A3C. Let's take a pause there and just realize that the limited scope audit wording is going away. And in its place, we're calling it the ERISA section 103A3C audit. Woo, that, yeah, I'm going to need a post-it note. I think I'm going to have me a post-it note on my computer with, with those words so that I will know it. I'm going to be... <laughs> transposing <laughs> words and numbers and letters and all types of stuff and I'm going to be looking for the time when we're like do you remember we used to just do a limited scope audit okay enough when auditors do uh do adapt this auditing standard Aaron what type of changes should um the plan sponsors or plan management um expect to see besides the the name change yeah so I think up front you'll see a lot more communication from BDO with podcasts like this, white papers, blog posts, other articles being issued. And then from your audit teams, you should expect you know, communication about the standard during your kickoff meeting upfront, um, communications through the required planning communications. And um, there are some certain preconditions that need to be met before we can perform an ERISA section 103A3C audit. And, and Aaron, I hate to 
sorry to interrupt, but don't you think that, yes. I think you're going to compliment me on how well I can say it. It just rolls off my tongue now. Exactly, (laughs) Miss Expert Panel. So, you know, there are the, this precondition thing. Don't you think that we're going to have to really educate more so now? Yeah, I think now that management has to make the decision that the qualifying institution is actually qualified to certify before signing an engagement letter and affirmatively electing the ERISA Section 103A3C audit, I think there'll be a lot more education on is there record, their trustee, custodian, insurance company, bank, or whoever they're using, really a qualified institution. And having those conversations, maybe even calls with the service provider to figure out who's certifying, how do they meet that qualification. Yeah, I think for some of some of the plans, there'll be quite a bit of extra conversation about the qualified institution. Yes. Before signing the engagement letter. So, so we will have to, you know, explain to plan sponsors that are listening, you know, what is in that engagement letter. Well, you may also jump it in here, uh, may need to take it a step back and maybe give them some education on what is a qualifying institution. True. True. Luckily, that definition hasn't really changed from the limited scope. So it's still banks trust companies, insurance companies, um, and who's qualified to certify hasn't changed. So hopefully last year's audit was certified by a qualified institution, and this year will also be certified by a qualified institution. However, all that work needs to be documented before we can be engaged to do the audit. Right. So it is a precondition for the audit now. And yeah, and the engagement letter will change. Um, the audit scope's changing. The new auditing standard clarifies what management's responsibilities are, the auditor's responsibilities, and all of that, those changes come through to the auditor's report, which comes through to the engagement letter. So there'll be a lot more time spent educating management on the new engagement letter, what each of the new sections or enhanced sections really mean before you know, it can be signed and finalized. So there'll be a a lot of upfront work to to adopt this new auditing standard. And just want to put it out there, right? The standard is, is happening. We are just electing to early adopt it. So it has to be, I don't think we, we mentioned that um, every auditor would have to adopt this standard by December 31st, 2022. Right. It would it would be effective for 21 audits, mm-hmm. because, but we just elected to adopt early the whole suite of mm-hmm. auditing standards, and this was one of them. Yeah, one year early. Yes. So, yeah, and, you know, I think it's great that we're adopting it early. We really get to, I think, enhance our audits by adopting this and be able to provide a better audit and a better audit service. And at the end of the audit, an auditor's report that everyone can read and understand and appreciate what we just did because they'll understand the audit we performed. Well, looking forward to it and knowing that um, 
making sure that we just plan accordingly, leave some extra time for the review of the engagement letter. But I think even on the back end, and I know we're just talking about kind of the precondition today is um, plans are going to have to leave some additional time as they review the new opinion as well. Yes, definitely. Now, doesn't the auditing standard do outline some more additional requirements um, with the plan document and, and other documents that those charged with governance have duty over? Yeah, management's responsibilities now explicitly state that they are responsible, responsible for the plan document, administering the plan, and for the financial statements, footnotes, and supplemental schedules, as well as overgoing concern, assessment, and conclusion. And all of those are now stated in the auditor's report as well as in the engagement letter. So there will be some additional conversations and education around those management responsibilities. So, I mean, I, I, I see it as really uh, additionally opening up conversations that auditors are going to have to have with plan sponsors and those charged with governance. You know, years ago, you know, the standard came out that we needed to do planning communications and open up those communications and then additionally, you know, follow up the exit wrap up, what we call, and give a conclusion to the audit. And, and those communications are required. It, it seems to me that this auditing standard is adding meat to those conversations and outlining it even more what plan management's responsibilities are where, you know, we all have experienced in the marketplace, oh, we just want a limited scope audit. And can't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. But I mean, my concern at the end of the day would be that we have this new auditing standard, but then plan management or some plan management would not take it seriously and still think it's just a limited scope audit and nothing has really changed. We're just going to call it something else. And I don't think that that's really what the standard wants it to be. Yeah, I think the standard really helps put meat in the engagement letter, meat in the auditor's report, meat in the planning communications on all of these items, and really opens up the dialogue on on these responsibilities that management has. Okay, and and it, it and I think that's wonderful because I mean we have you know you you've experienced people um, that are in charge of plans all over the board where. Um, very involved and very much about risk and their risk profile. And then, you know, other other folks that it's not, they've got so many things on their plate that this isn't number one on the list. And we understand that. So, you know, I think it will be a year of us educating and explaining and going through engagement letters and, and explaining the data points and why, this in the end is going to be valuable to the industry. And, and I'm I'm certainly looking forward to that. And education can take on many different forms and shapes. So we do have an email account associated with this podcast called BDO Talks Arissa at BDO.com. Um, if you want to hear more about the SAS 136 and the impact to your audit, whether it be the engagement letter, the opinion, uh, maybe the management representation letter. I know, Aaron, we've just touched the surface. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, Aaron, 
thank you so much for joining us today. Um, your knowledge is invaluable with you being on the expert panel, and we are ridiculously happy to have you here at BDO. And this standard does. It absolutely covers way too much information in this one podcast. So, you know, there is where you're going to get reportable findings and, and things about internal control and operations as an end result. And so really look for another podcast with that topic in mind because that one's going to be a deep one. And we'll have Aaron come back and we'll talk about what qualifies as a, as a reportable finding and what doesn't so that, you know, plan sponsors can have a little bit of information so when they get their report, they can know what we're trying to accomplish. So as you can tell, we love talking about retirement and anything dealing with plans. Feel free to email us. Also, our BDO ERISA Center of Excellence on BDO.com touches on all topics, retirement and other HR trends. So we keep you up to date. Feel free to visit our Center of Excellence. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was super fun and I'm really excited to come back and talk about reportable findings. Thank you for listening to BDO Talks ERISA. Past episodes are available at BDO.com slash BDO Talks ERISA. Or you can go to iTunes or Spotify to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also send us feedback, questions, or ideas you have for future topics at BDOTalksERISA at BDO.com. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of BDO. For more information on BDO's ERISA Center of Excellence and the services we provide, visit BDO.com slash ERISA.